T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is a good one. I think we're the only show that could play Backstreet Boys at 12 and this at 1. Not many shows could do that. Not many. Not, not, not many. many. Not many would attempt to. Not many can. I was going to let you go. You want to sing it. Heard it through the grapevine. That's Marvin Gaye, too. Yeah. It's all right. I wonder if we get one of the questions today that someone says, I heard it through the grapevine, that this happened, this happened, and then Sirianni, how we have to answer that. We'll know they're listening. We will. All right, they're coming up at 2.30. Afternoon show will come on after us right to the Howie Roseman, Nick Sirianni press conference. 215-592-9494. All right, right back to the phones in a second. But we did get the Baseball Hall of Fame announcement last night, Hugh Douglas, and we're not surprised. We had a discussion yesterday. Do we think Utley, Rollins, both, neither, you know, as far as being Hall of Famers, and neither made the Hall of Fame last night, but I did think it was interesting, uh, the voting total mm-hmm. for the Hall of Fame, because last night it, we got three new members, right? Adrian Beltre made it, and he was a lock. Todd Helton and Joe Mara. So those are our three uh, guys that got in this year. Billy Wagner, who was here for a brief time Billy. in his career, barely missed. I think he gets in next year. He got 73.8. But, Hugh, the guys we were wondering about, Chase Utley, he ended at 28.8%. Jimmy Rollins at 14 0.8%. Bobby Abreu, who we didn't discuss yesterday, because I don't think most people here think he's a Hall of Famer. He also got 14.8, so the same as Jimmy. Uh, he, here's my takeaway. I think Chase Utley is on track to be, make the Hall of Fame Sounds one Sounds like it, because he went up, didn't it? Didn't it go up? No, he, this was his first oh, year. Oh, the first year. I'm sorry. Jimmy doesn't sound like he's about to Jimmy's not moving very much, yeah. no. So, so uh, Utley at 28.8%, that's I mean, Scott Rowland made it in last year. In his first year, I think he was around 10 or 12%. So 28.8 is a pretty good number for a first-year guy that's not, not a lock. I think it means Utley's on his way here in the next you know handful of years. But you're right, Hugh. J-Roll, he had 14.8% this year, 129 last year. Sounds like he's going in the wrong direction. And then the year before, 9. So no, 9, 12, 14. He is moving up. Just not quickly. I'm pretty good at math. Yeah, you know math. Is we try to though. count forward or backwards here. Uh, I think Utley's on a, on the track. I think Rollins is a little bit stuck here, and I'm not surprised. I think that's the way it could keep going. But I, I do think Utley's going to have a good chance in the years to come to make up some ground and be a you know be a Hall of Famer one day. Bruce is in D.C. What's up, Bruce? All right. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. How are you? How's everybody? What's going on, man? Bruce, what's on your mind today? Yeah, uh, man. Good. Well, hey. Right off the back, um, you know, the whole thing about the coach, coaching in, in, in Sirianni. Hugh, um, you made some good points. And, and, and look, look, there's, there's some really 
I, I just hope that Sirianni well, – well, for one thing, let me just say right off the bat um, with, uh, with Howie, uh, I'm lukewarm on him. He's done some great things, uh, but I'm just reserved because he's, 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 he's had a hand, obviously, in the failures this year. And he and he has to he has to he has to really adjust adjust his line of line of thinking as far as, far as things such as um, where they're going to go in, in, in the direction of the team when it comes down to uh, talent as far as linebackers and then and then uh, and, and some of the other positions especially on, on defense. Now, one of the things that I, you know this whole thing about Sirianni's offense, I don't even want to hear that because his offensive philosophy is absolute trash. They need to go out and get a an offensive coordinator, number one, because if you look at these playoffs and you look at the evolution of Lamar, that's probably a good use case, mm-hmm. right? Okay, you saw how his play elevated. He still had the element of his running game, but they adjusted the, and, 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 they, and, and, and they call plays around that complement his talent level, and that's how he's gotten better. That OC, I, I hope when they screen him, that's what's – but one of the things that – what are you going to do to be able to help get, coach him up and complement his talents and make him better? I think that's the most important thing going forward because – and then the other thing, too, what's your, what's your – what are you – what kind of – how are you going to scheme on things like uh, what he's going to be facing next year with, with things like blitzing, okay? I can tell you right off the bat, you know, one of the things that you – know, one of the things that they did, a number of things. They didn't run the they didn't run the twelve uh, the tw- the twelve player package with two tight ends. Sometimes you can go to twenty one play with three tight ends. You saw some of that with some of these aggressive teams. Uh, you got the screen plays. You got the pre motion. You know you got the pre snap motion. Uh, you got Jalen under the center. Yeah, and it, Bruce, they're all ways to, they're all ways to protect your quarterback and, and, and yeah and to keep him clean. Yep. That's right. So so these are the kinds of things that we never saw and get away from all these damn skinny posts and go routes to try to. Make Jalen those things open up if you run plays up the middle. You do split screen plays, and that's the kind of OC that's going to help. And then Jalen can use his legs when you get when you get him in position. You call plays where you can run either the RPO or or, or the play action. You know these are the kinds of things that Jalen thrived. Up. That's the reason why he was better last year. You, you look at Lamar's no Lamar doesn't have four thousand yards this year, but he's a better passer. You know he's he, he's he's got better. So these are the kind of things that um, the OC needs. And, and, sure, and, and, and Bruce, and, I think Lamar is a really good example of how they're going to have to try to improve Jalen. And Bruce, we appreciate because Lamar used to be bad against the blitz. Lamar has gotten way better against the blitz, and that Ravens offense has as well. By the way, we got another name here that's being reported for the Eagles' offensive coordinator position. Hugh, the Eagles have interviewed Gerard Johnson for the uh, offensive coordinator position here. Just uh, Gerard Johnson's a former quarterback, played at Texas A&M. He was here for a very brief second in 2011 mm. in training camp, got cut. He didn't have much of a, a, a pro career. He was a um, he was a college player and had some success at Texas A&M, but he had you know cups of coffee with the Steelers, Eagles, Seahawks. Then he went to the CFL. He, he was one of those guys that bounced around. But he's been a coach now for a little while, and he most recently this year was the quarterback coach of the Texans with C.J. Stroud. Before that, assistant quarterback coach with the Vikings last season. But here's the connection to Sirianni. He was the offensive quality control coach with the Colts in Sirianni's last year there. So there's a connection here with Nick Sirianni. Here, what do you think? Gerard Johnson, that name. Nope. Out? I uh, nah, I don't want anybody. Like, listen, we might well keep Brian Johnson in if that's the case. I understand that this is one of those situations where, you know, familiarity. 
where you you know you're familiar with the guy, he knows the coach and all this other stuff. But no, we we we've seen this. We've seen this story. So you yeah. want something new? I want something a little bit different. Yeah, a little I, bit different. I don't know enough about Gerard as a coach. You know, I, don't, I don't know if he's got his own ideas or he's just kind of floating around as a quarterback coach. He was interviewed, though. So so what have we heard so far? Who have been the interviews? Is it just Kingsbury and Gerard Johnson? I think that's what we know on offense. Yeah, because we didn't actually – Jim Bob Cooter actually didn't get an interview. His name was just floated. Right. Jim but Bob I think the only official interviews are Kingsbury and – Gerard Johnson. Yes. Do you know what the two have in common? They were quarterbacks. They're looking for someone – who knows quarterback? Brian Johnson also was a quarterback for what that's worth. I mean, I, and so was Shane Steichen, I believe, when he played. But the Eagles obviously have yeah, a thing here. Brian was a quarterback at Utah, right? Yeah, Utah. Brian was. Yep. He's quarterback but at Utah. The two guys they've interviewed so far were quarterbacks when they played their their uh, their ball. All right, Chuck's in Manor. What's up, Chuck? Hey, yes, hey, Joe Gillio. What's up, man? He was going on. Hey, listen, let me say this, right? Everybody out there who want to sit up here and say we ain't got no patience as a fan base and we supposed to sit up there except for Howie Rose. Last time I checked, in 90-something years, the Eagles been in existence. We got one Super Bowl, okay? One. All right? The Eagles, the Sixers, the Phillies, Flyers has all felt this fan base, okay? So we're angry and we have a right to be, okay? We're angry right now and we're very bitter and we don't have patience because we, we our teams leave a lot to be desired, okay? And I can feel the pain of the Buffalo Bills fans on Sunday, you know what I mean, when they lost that game to the Chiefs. You know what I mean? Because I, that fan base reminds me of us. You know, see, we sit up here and everybody want to point the finger at the fan base and say, you know, you know, I had a call, you guys had a call, a call up early and say, oh, yeah, well, you know, you guys aren't being patient. You know, I think it's the reason why the season ended is the reason why we feel the way we feel about Howie Roseman. But like I said, Howie, has not brought anything to us but one Super Bowl, okay? Yeah, I give him that. We lucked into a Super Bowl in 2017. But let me tell you something, right? The Sixers, just what they did last year, blew a game coming back from Boston, 3-2. Mm-hmm. The Phillies, what they did last year, you know what I mean? And, 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 and up 2-0, going on the road, trying to close out the World Series, just blew it. The Eagles, blowing a Super Bowl last year. And then this year, with the Eagles, they did at the end of the year. How much can a fan base take? Before we just, you know, say, you know what, you know, enough is enough. Yeah, it's so almost Chuck. It's almost more pain. It's almost more painful than if the team stinks, right? If the team stinks, they stink, right? But when they already know what it is. Yeah, but when they're close, yeah, that close. That's like Hugh Douglas teams back in the early two thousands with the four straight NFC Championship games. Four of them, they got off the hump with one of them, but I mean that was hurtful, man. That was hurt. Well, because you start to believe, Chuck. I mean, and, and that's the thing that's hurt the most over the last couple of years. Chuck, man, we preached the phone call. Try to sit here and just be cool. Yeah, man. but you, you can't avoid that. I mean, he, straight. well, what is he supposed he to say? Your teams and not mention that you were part of it? Well, I mean, you ain't got to say that. We all know. I mean, I felt it when you could have just said, hey, the time we went to the Super Bowl, went to the NFC Championship four times. You don't have to make it like personally about me. Yeah, but it's the like elephant it in the room. Fault. It's like. Well, let, it, let, let the elephant stay in the room, man. No, was, no, no. Holiday, we don't have to let the elephant be known. You know what, W.I.? P does best call the elephant in the room out. That's what this radio station does. We don't allow elephants just to walk around the room. Is. That's what it is. We call right. it out. I you know. I think Chuck is right. I think some of the source of frustration here, and maybe we're taking it out on Sirianni or Hertz or whoever Roseman, depending on the day, is we've had a lot of close but no cigar Especially the last couple in the, of years. Yeah, and in, in, in this stretch that yeah. we've been in, I definitely get that. I definitely get it. And I know it's hard, man. And and, and you get frustrated. And you don't know how long these windows last, and you don't you have don't. any more cracks you have. You don't. You know, we the assume way that we fell apart this year. I know. Bad. Bad. I think there's an assumption the Eagles and Phillies will continue to knock on the door. 
How many more respective trips to title games do these two groups have together? I, I don't know the answer. I mean, they're not going to be in the title game every year. The, the Phillies are going to be in the league championship every year. That's why last year hurt, because they had that. We, we know it. And that's why the Eagles from last year hurt, because even at 10-1 and one this year, they weren't quite as good as they were the year before. 215-592-9494. Jerry, our guy Jerry, he's up next on WIP. What's up, Jerry? What's up, fellas? I'm What's live up, here at my therapy. I'm live here at my therapy with my people that are getting me back on the road again. Hey, hey Jerry. How you feeling, Jerry? The road to recovery going well? It's going well. I got my boy Nate, my boy Connor, Andre, my man Brian. He runs the place. And, and uh, Deja, so we're all here. I'm here getting getting ready to get down to business. I've been here for about a half hour, so we're all good. Good. I'm happy to hear Everybody here say, yo, what's up? What, what's up, guys? There you go. So, yeah, so I, I, I'm ready to rock and roll. And uh, so here's my deal on Sirianni, though. Okay. He, he, he's a good coach. You know, how he's not going to fire him. But I think that they need to make a few adjustments. What do you want to see? What do you want to hear today, Jerry, when these guys talk? I, well, I'm, what I want to hear and what they're going to say is two different things. Like, I don't want – I know what's going to happen. Like, the front office has always intervened. I just think that we need to let the coaches coach and let the owners own. You know what I mean? So, I, I think, Jerry, a lot of people feel that way. If they're going to do it, though, they probably should hire, you know, a really strong coach. They hire these guys that are inexperienced, and then they feel they got to help them out. Well, that's, they that's, that's what they've that, done no. in the past few years. They've, they've done – that's what they've done. Mm. But one other thing on my boy Embiid, we're going we're gonna to end up knocking out Doc Rivers in the, in the second round, and we're going to keep moving on. Man's throwing up a historic year in Sixers history. If nobody realized that, but he is. By oh, the he is. You know, this is done. this is. I mean, he's scoring more points per minute than Wilt did in his best year. It's remarkable. Yeah, I mean, he may have been averaging fifty points a game by the end of the season. So, all right, guys, I appreciate your time. I'm 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 going to see you out with a. Have a good one, Jerry. Yeah. You got it, man. Right, appreciate bro. it. There he goes, Jerry, our truck horn guy, getting better there. Yeah, Embiid uh, yeah, is having a historic season. El- Elliot said it yesterday. It's one of the five greatest individual seasons in Philadelphia sports history. It's, it's. I don't. I wouldn't put a top five yet because we're not. I got to see him finish this thing right in the postseason. That matters a lot as part of this. Mm-hmm. But he's amazing right now. I mean, Joel Embiid is having an amazing, amazing season. Yeah, and I understand some people that are a little bit apprehensive on how they feel about him right now because they want to see it go on in the uh, postseason. postseason. Yeah, see the postseason. Yeah, I I also do though do think we're putting a lot on their ability to go far. I, I do you think the Sixers have a championship team this year? Like like when you watch them, I I don't, and I, I and we'll have to see what Daryl Morey does at the trade deadline if he can add to this. But I don't think they have enough to go win the title. This you know year. you know what's funny when I think about this team, and and I know we we talk about getting another piece, probably another shooter, or or see what Maxi does. But I feel like. This year would be a year that if, th- if there was an opportunity, then this would be it. I think that, you know, if you get – it feels like right now they have a little bit of continuity. Joel's playing well. I know we still got a lot of basketball left to play. But if we could keep – if he can keep that same energy that he has right now 
and we could translate that into the playoffs? I think so because you got the 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 uh, supporting cast. It's been pretty decent around me. It's decent. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been pretty decent. decent. Now, you just added, like, the guy that I've, I've been talking about for the last couple of seasons, Jonathan J- 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 Murray. It's your guy. Out of out of Atlanta. Because they've been trying to figure out what they want to do with him. Him and Trey do not coexist with one another. And there's been trade rumors about him for a while. I think it's kind of cooled off because Trey had that, uh, he had a concussion or whatever. But I, I think that he would be a good fit. But it feels like the supporting cast members – Everybody knows their role, and Joel Embiid's the guy, and he just seems like he's comfortable now. So I would say this this might be a year. And then you look at what's going on in Boston right now. We just talked about Milwaukee. Like there might be a chance there. Yeah, I think Boston's the best team. Yeah, but they look a little dysfunctional. The coach coach up there, in Boston, is you know he's getting a little bit of heat because they they feel like he don't know what he's doing. So, well, I was last you know, year too, and they yeah. they ended up missing the finals. Yeah, look, I look, I think the Embiid excellence and the team thing is a little bit separate. Are, are, do they have enough to win a title? Right now, I don't think so. We'll see what Maury does the deadline. But Embiid is playing just amazing basketball. Will is in the Northeast. Hey, Will. Gentlemen, how y'all doing today? Good, What's Will. On, what you feeling? Oh, man, listen. But I think uh, Sirianni, uh, the question I would like to ask Sirianni is, first of all, what is your role as being a coach, number one? Number two is, what are you asking Jalen? How can we improve? How can we improve this team for the next season? What is going on with you? Like, what do we need to do to make this team better? You know what I'm saying? You got to understand, like I was saying the other day, you got to understand your team and you got to understand your quarterback. Mm. And if you're not, if you're not taking time out to understand. The, the play calling he needs, uh, what he needs as far as, you know, um, my thing is what I believe they was missing last season and could have took them all away was a strong power back. Someone like Derrick Henry. And then Swift could get loose. Jalen could get loose. Because what I say about the, the power back, like a, uh, uh, Henry is, he will wear it down the defense. And once the defense is worn down, because it was, it was like, it was no, it, we didn't have that type of back that would, will wear the defense down. You know what I'm saying? And it will open up a lot of play actions, you know, little dump ball plays. It'll open up a lot of things. And also, use all the weapons that you have, man. We wasn't using none of the weapons. And then one last thing. Please, 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 please. Change that formation, man. You know what I'm saying? And I have faith in Howie because I think he knows what the team the team needs. But what we really need is a real leader and a real, a real uh, coach. Because if Sirianni can't take over, if the offensive coordinator can't get it done, then what, what good are you? Uh, Will, I, I agree. I mean, that, that's a big problem. It was a big problem last year. Will, we appreciate One thing Will said there that I, I agree with is the Eagles weren't physical enough. I not mean, at all. And whether that's a big back or not, it, it could just be a way you play. I mean, look, the Ravens don't have a big back and or like a star back. They have Lamar. But I feel like the four teams playing this weekend, they all physically beat you up. Yeah. And that's what that's why for me, like it would be a whole revamping of the secondary because you have to be able to send that message. The one thing that stuck out to me this weekend when I watched these football games was the play of the secondary and the running game. The running game and the secondary players. The guys when they got to the next level, guys were, were not afraid to come up there and put a hat on somebody. And the tackles, like there was not a whole lot of yards after the catch. And if it was, it was it you earned that. And I think that's what we have to be. We have to get back to that hard-nosed football, man. There's too many times, and I'm not picking on this person, but to sit there 
and point out how well your tackling game was and, and how you had a good game and you're not trying to hurt yourself or, or get any any concussions, anything like that. I mean, that that's not what I need in the secondary. That's not what I need out of out of out of a captain. I need I need my guys to be a little bit more aggressive than that. You know what else did me watch the games this weekend? If the Dan Campbell thing was happening here, he'd be the most popular Philadelphia coach of all time. People would love it if it was happening here. Every time that guy talks about grit and toughness and playing for the city, it would be like Buddy Ryan, but if he knew what he was doing. I mean, that it, that, it would be amazing if, if the, the, he was here. I mean, people would just fall in love with that. 215-592-9494. Our Twitter question sponsored by the PI Dental Center. Your smile is the first thing others see when they meet you. Learn about and schedule your evaluation at PIDentalCenter.com. couple polls out, and one is a runaway. All right, first one, is your confidence in Howie Roseman beginning to waver? 61% no. All right, so more than 60% still good on Howie, but about 40%, a little wavering on a two-time executive of the year in Howie Roseman. But how about this one? I mean, this one shows you where the public opinion is right now on Sirianni and his offense as we head towards the uh, press conference. About an hour from now, Sirianni, how are we going to speak? Should the Eagles' next coordinator, next OC, take the complete control of the offense or should he run Sirianni's offense? Hugh, we haven't had voting like this on a poll of ours in a while. Ready for this? What do you say? 94% want the new OC to take complete control of the offense. Yeah. I, I, 6% I percent want Sirianni's man, offense ain't trying to, Ain't nobody trying to see this no more, man. Ain't nobody trying to see that, man. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. Yeah, people are, trying to see people are done with whatever the Sirianni offense is supposed to be. And I get it. I mean, if, if it's Kingsbury, if it's Gerard Johnson, those are the two names out there right now that the Eagles have interviewed. I'd like to see that person have full autonomy, call the plays, it's their offense, and Sirianni could go back to motivation, you know, flower speeches, whatever we think he does around here. He could do that, and we'll let an uh, any offensive coordinator run their offense. 215-592-9494. We'll come back at your phone calls here. Presser aired live one hour from now on the station. And what do we want answers to today? We'll tell you what we're hoping to hear in this press conference coming up next. And a Joe Conklin special. All coming your way. 215-592-9494. Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Let's talk about my friends over at FanDuel. If you've been watching the NFL playoffs from the sidelines, there's still time to get in the game with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sports review customers. Bet this Sunday's conference championship games with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. FanDuel has so many ways for you to pick up a W. I'm going over on Jameer Gibbs rushing yards this Sunday for Detroit. That San Francisco team is vulnerable on the ground, and Detroit is going to run the football. So if you want to follow my picks, go to FanDuel right now. I really like the FanDuel. Get started with $150 of bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O to join today. FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official Sportsbook partner of the NFL. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. 
You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Midday show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio, Kyle Quinn behind the glass. You guys with us. Is today Thursday or Wednesday? No, today's not Thursday. It's okay, Wednesday. tomorrow's Thursday. What do you got going on? Oh, nothing. I was just trying to check out, you know, sometimes these days run together. Yeah. Especially when you don't shave on a regular. You know, you that, that's on you. Go. Email yeah. shaves, yeah. Yeah, just don't do that. Yeah. Now, today is a Wednesday. We got a press conference coming up, a big one. One hour from right now on WIP, Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman, the end of the season press conference. And I'm hoping that people like Howard Eskin, Elliot Shore Parks, ask the hard questions today. I mean, the questions that need to be answered. Eskin, you're a dope. Yeah, hopefully not a dope today. Yeah, well, he has been in the past. All right, Hugh, let's have a little discussion here. What do we want to hear from these guys today? What what questions do you want answered when these guys take the podium today? What the hell? What, what the hell happened to y'all, man? <laughs> the hell, how the hell y'all break down the way y'all did this this late in the season? Who who was the issue, coach? Like that's the question I asked. Like what what were you doing? Like what happened? What happened, dog? Seriously, what happened? We might need to get Hugh down there. I know that, that was a good question. That's what like, happened to y'all. See, the problem it would set is the this. whole tone if that's the first question. What the see, hell? The, happened? the problem is this. Like when I think of press conferences, too much like grown folk stuff. I ain't trying to do nothing grown. We, we allow Howard down like, well, well, you know, Howard's probably got a suit on. Oh, wait, Elliot, right, so let's just clear this and up. And has on grown, a cashmere sweater. Yeah, all right, so when you say grown folk stuff, you just mean dressing presentably. I don't want to look presentable. I just want to go. I want to look like I look now. Unkept. You know what you want? You know what, you know what Hugh <laughs> said? Hugh basically wants the Zoom era of press conference. I just want to be back. like, yo, coach, what the, what the hell happened? Like, just ask him, dog, seriously. What happened at the end of the season? Why did your team collapse? Did you lose the locker room? Huh? I, I, I think Kyle's right. We got to get you down there. Let's get you a pair did of pants Howie and get down to come, there. Did Howie have to come down there and get this thing right, man? Did how was Howie down there policing the coaches? Did Howie really tell you that you had the wrong defense on the field? All right, here's what I need to know. Those are all great. I love them all. I mean, I, I want Hugh. I'm with Kyle. We got to get Hugh down there saying what the hell happened. Questions I want answered today: Whose decision was it to change defensive coordinators? And when the response is, and you know this is going to be the response, everyone, they're going to say, well, it's collaborative. You know, what the, you know what the next follow-up should be? Whose idea was it first? Right? Did Nick Sirianni go to Howie and Jeff and say, I think we need to make a change of defense? And they said, all right, Nick, let's, let's talk about this. Or did Howie and or Jeff go to Nick and say, hey, Nick, I think we can talk about the defense. I think we can get down to this to the degree. Who decided during the course of the season to hire Matt Patricia? Like, whose decision? I, I would ask that one first. But, so the, they'll respond, it was collaborative. So then I would respond to that, whose idea was it first? Like, who broached okay, the subject? Okay, that's what you was Yeah, that's what like, you Like, okay. who broached the subject? And then who decided at the time when – you? who decided to make Coach decide to scapegoat? That would be my second question. <laughs> like, I'm being, am I being too aggressive in my, in my wording? No, these are good questions. Mm, I mean, but he's not going to answer. So here's one I have. Uh, A.J. Brown said that he and Jalen Hurts freelance at the end of the Seattle game. How often did that happen? Ooh, I got one. Go ahead. 
How often did you cover for the mistakes of the quarterback? Because he said, you know, they, they would go off and do their own thing a lot of times. How, if you could count on one hand, how many times did Jalen just go off and go renegade on you? How many times was that? Nick had said, uh, I think on an interview with Joe and John a few weeks ago, that at times he would uh, be part of the play calling process. Can I? Was that often, or was that just a one-off? Or, or did you call some of the plays? I think some of these questions that we're going to ask Joe would, be, would definitely get us kicked out of the press conference. Because you know what one question I would have? Go because ahead. I keep hearing this all the time. Are you a puppet? <laughs> oh. Was that? Yeah, that you, well, that you wouldn't would, get the would, mic back after no, that. Definitely no, definitely. Bob would probably look at me as, as cool as me and Bob is he'll probably punch me in the face after that one. Now, like, how dare you ask that question? I would ask about Jalen Hurts' health. Is surgery scheduled? What is where? What is his health status as the season is done now? Does he need a procedure on his knee, or is this just a bruise and he's fine? Oh, I got another Go one. Go ahead. He, he's ready for the press conference. Ooh, are you satisfied with your quarterback's coach? Or are you satisfied with your quarterback's uh, leadership style? It's a good one. You know what I mean? Like, these are questions that have been asked all year long. And then you got to gauge it because nobody's going to – all these questions I'm asking, nobody's going to answer. But I can ask them and just see how they respond to them. Because if it's a bunch of him and hawing and all this other stuff, then you kind of know that there was something there. I, like, to better, I, to better dress that question up, I would say, Coach, there's a lot of speculation that Jalen Hurts' leadership style did not mesh well with the organization. Is there any truth to that? That's a that's a pretty grown up way to ask the question, mm-hmm. right? I think that it's, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's not that's not bad. I, I probably do need how, how, that's, that's, that's a sweater and a pair of pants kind of question. You know what? I'm, I need to go down there, man. Let me write these questions down. Like ask the question: Did you have a problem with your quarterback's leadership style? And when, like, okay, what did the conversation go like when you told Coach Desai? that you were about to demote him. I'm just saying, you have enough time to leave here and head down there. Hugh Douglas is up and running. <laughs> I think if anybody's down there listening, they probably wouldn't let me in. Lock the doors. <laughs> Don't let him in. He's an idiot. He's about to ask all these questions, and it's just going to be off the rails. It's probably going to be a scrum down there, though. I would assume oh, that yeah. there's a lot of reporters and everything that they have some of these questions that are similar to the ones that I'm asking. It's going to be a scrum. Now, working in our favor, if we do send you, you're bigger than everybody else there that's asking questions. You could just bump everybody out and take the microphone. I could do that, but you that'd could. be a bad look. I though. know, but... You know, and I already got two strikes, man. But, and I got that... You know, I got a reputation of like working well I, with I others. I hear you. I'm just I'm trying saying. To, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to distance myself from that old Hugh Douglas. Like, I'm trying to... You <laughs> I'm know, just saying, have you seen me, you know somebody do the cover of the Eagles? You can muscle them out for the, for the mic, and then you ask the questions you want to ask. <laughs> Anything for the show. <laughs> For the show. Yeah, I didn't mean Elliot in particular, but I'm just, I'm just saying. You don't um, think you could muscle out Elliot for I, a month? I do. Uh, I also want to know this. New coordinators, they've already interviewed, you know, reportedly, both uh, Cliff Kingsbury and Gerard Johnson. Nick, is a new coordinator going to run your offense, or are you open to someone else coming in and putting their offense in? I think that's a major question here. That's a good question. As we move forward, whose offense is this going to be? And I also want to know if they think Jalen Hurts is capable of running a different kind of scheme, or do we have to just do the RPO thing? Or, like everyone wants the Shanahan scheme, right? You know, McVeigh, it's McVeigh, Shanahan. It's all from the same tree, right? It's the old Mike Shanahan scheme that's evolved. I mean, half the teams in the league have it now. We don't have it here. Can we do that? I mean, Ross asked that question yesterday to us. I thought it was really interesting. Do the Eagles think Jalen is capable of running that kind of offense and doing it at a high level? Uh, I, I think he could. I mean. I think that offense makes quarterbacks look better than they maybe actually are. I mean, you know, Brock Purdy, Jared Goff, these guys 
you wouldn't put them in the Josh Allen Mahomes category, Mm-mm. yet they put up big numbers in those kind of offenses. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's part of it. Well, I, I, I feel like your quarterback is, is the evolution. Like, we know Jalen has the, the, the ability to make big plays. We saw that. He was in the running for MVP of, of the Super Bowl if they had won it. Let, let, so we know that. I think if you kind of, for lack of a better way of saying it, dumb it down a little bit and allow him to get comfortable as he progresses through this, then you can open up, uh, up the offense a little bit more. I, if there was a knock that I have on this offense this year and what it looked like, it looked like they put too much on his plate too early. And I understand part of that comes from and somebody's in the car tomorrow, well, you gave him $250 million, yes? Yes, you did. And you expect a lot from your quarterback, but you can help him out tremendously too if you put him in a situation to have more information and be successful by putting him in a successful offense that allows him to have those check downs and, and, and have a strong running game. I, I think that just because he makes – like the thing that bothers me is when people say, oh, well, he's making $250 million. Like he isn't a young cat that put himself in position to make that $250 million. He still has to grow as a quarterback – and you still have to help him reach his full potential. That's what a coach does. You know, Jalen's put in all the work to put himself in the position to make the money. But a coach, a good one, is going to put you in position to be better and to reach your ultimate potential. Yeah, I'd also ask Howie if he thinks the Super Bowl window is still open. I mean, they, they if you add the season together, they played like a mediocre team, right? They played bad at the end. They played they won a lot in the beginning, but it was flawed. They ended with a negative point differential when you had the playoff game in. I would ask him, do you still think this is a Super Bowl contender? Because that influences the entire offseason. I think so. If they think they need to retool this thing, then they're going to take a sledgehammer to this roster and, and start, you know, I'm not saying from scratch, but kind of rebuild it up, and it may take two years. Kyle, what do you want to hear from Howie and, and Nick today? So if they called on me, I think my very first question would be, who do you think you are <laughs> to Nick? Uh, no, but uh, so, like, if I were – able to give them true serum and get an actual legitimate answer mm-hmm. to something because we know what it's going to be a bunch of lip service nonsense up there today if i could get a real legitimate answer i think i would want to know what's the relationship between jalen hurts and aj brown actually like right now is are they good is jalen hurts the rest of the team good is jalen hurts and nick sirianni good like what is the personal relationship now between them as compared to what it was like last year? I think it's a great question. Um, and with, you know, off of an AJ topic and an idea, I would ask Howie what I've been saying out loud all day today. Do you think you could build a Super Bowl team allocating even more money to offense? Devontae's going to want a contract. That, that story's going to come out in the next five weeks, that his agent's going to say, hey, can we work out an extension? And that extension is not going to be cheap. It's going to be... No, he's going to want to get paid. It no. starts at $25 million, And my guess is it's more, which means... He'd be the highest paid receiver, not AJ Brown. I've never, I haven't seen a team yet that pays a receipt, two receivers, a quarterback, and offensive lineman. Lane makes a lot. If Kelsey decides to come back, that's a lot for a, a center. I just don't know if you could pay that much on offense and field a real defense. So you can get on me if I miss this. And uh, my next question, or one of my questions, would be like in full transparency, to what degree do you blame the head coach? And to what degree do you blame the quarterback for the way that this season ended? I would like to know from Howie's perspective. You could also add, how, what degree do you blame yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Like who, how, pie chart, Howie. Give us the pie <laughs> yeah. chart to blame here. How much blame do you get, Howie? 100%, man. Well, that'd be a good answer by him. He would take his quarterback and his coach off the hook. 100%. It's all, it's all on me, says Howie. All right, 215-592-9494. Back to the phone lines here. What do you want to hear today? Press conference 230 right here on WIP. And, of course, 
your take on Howie. Are you beginning to waver in your confidence as he has to go fix this thing once again? Anthony, South Philly's up. Hey, Anthony. Joe, how you doing? Good, Anthony. You know what I'd ask him? Nothing. Nothing. Everything out of their mouth's a lie. Why would you ask them anything? They don't talk. They haven't told us the truth all year. So it's just a waste. Of, it's a waste of our time. It's a shame for the fan base. They gave the middle finger to us bringing this guy back. And, and you know who? Let me just tell you something, Joe. You know, it finally dawned on me who Sirianni's comparable to. Who is it? A coach I consider a rank idiot whose team won in spite of him, not because of him. He had a four-year run, three playoff appearances, and a Super Bowl. Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer. Yeah, that's that's who he is. Yeah, Anthony, that's always my go-to when someone says, well, this guy won this. I'm like, well, I watched Barry Switzer win a Super Bowl, and he couldn't coach his way. I, 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 yeah, he right. stunk. He was terrible. Right. And this team's on a never-ending cycle of bottoming out, getting new coaches, we got to get a load sign, loads of free agents every few years because we can't draft the good, good skilled players and develop them. Look at Green Bay this year. They had 16 draft picks contributing to that playoff run that they had. They you don't I, have anything close I to that. I know, Anthony, I don't know if you saw this. I saw this watching the game, the Cowboy game, the first playoff game. They're the youngest offense to make the playoffs. Like when you add their ages together, I believe since like a, a team in the 70s. It's been 50 years since a team that young on offense made the playoffs. They have a lot of good young players there. That's what you get when you know how to draft, and that's our biggest uh, deficit. We can't draft well, and then we can't develop guys. This is what you wind up with. And when you pay all, all your offenses being paid, the only way you can field a decent defense is with draft picks. And we've got three free agents out there right now Bayard are two cornerbacks that ain't worth a dime. No, and they're getting paid a lot, especially yeah. the corners. And, Anthony, man, we appreciate the phone call. Hugh, your your plan may be where this goes, right? They have to go young on defense. Yeah, you have to. The problem is how he has missed on a lot of picks. Yeah, well, I think you have I, I think you have something. And, and and I would even throw Brown in that in that mix. But he's Brown. hurt. He might not be well, right until November. Well, he might not be. But but I'm just saying, just just in general, looking at yeah, yeah. the people that you have, I think you might have something in Ricks. Like you're not going to get everything that you want. But the thing that I liked about them is that they played aggressive. They played press coverage. They're going to get beat sometimes. That's why you go out. If if there was one position that I would get that that possibly could be available is probably a veteran safety. I would probably I would go young at linebacker, but most of the core group of my guys that I would go out and get, I would draft them, and I would let them play. Cause you like your defensive line is good. I, I think that you have enough up front where you put some guys behind them. You go get some linebackers. Yeah, they might make some mistakes, but they're gonna play downhill for the most part. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because and you have to get some coaches that are teachers. Like, seriously, teaching, like, hey, man, I like this aggression part about it, but you need to do this, whatever. I think you can win with that because your veteran side of the ball, obviously, is your offense. And that's where you've invested most of your financials on. So they have to be the one that's going to carry today. So I'm, I just started writing this down as you spoke there about the names. They do have a lot of young, young-ish defensive players they've added in the last couple of years, draft-wise, or, they, or one of them they, they found a different way. So here's what I wrote down. Now, these guys are all – I don't know, 26 and younger. Reed Blankenship, Sidney Brown, Keely Ringo, Eli Ricks, N'Kobe Dean, Nolan Smith, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, and then Isaiah Rogers, the corner they grabbed from the Colts that had uh, he got in trouble gambling. There's one issue with this, Hugh, your, your, your idea, right? Because this is what you're talking about, these guys. And then adding some more. How many of those players are we sure are really good? We don't know. 
Carter. I but think yeah, it's just uh, Jalen Carter. Okay, Car- but, I, I think I, I'm sure Carter's good. But you know what? Though I will say this to that: they're better than they, I, I'm willing to take a chance on them from the small sampling size that I've seen, as opposed to what I already know about the catch that we had. I agree there. with you. I'm I'm just wondering if they have to add some veterans through free agency or, or trades because I, I mean we financially we don't we're not in that position. Well, you what could, you call him a corpse. <laughs> You could be in that position. <laughs> I, Hugh, I keep coming back to it. They don't have to spend this much on offense. They could trade some of these guys and get money. Wait a minute. Oh, B- Bayard? We got the corpse of Bayard. You said Did you see him out there in the open field? I mean, it no, was. No, I just think it's funny. You just called this. You called a grown-ass man a corpse. Uh, of the player he used to be, he was. You're, I mean, just a, this, you're just a shell of yourself. This was the weekend at Bernie's defense. We're holding these guys up. They're going to collapse. I'm willing to go young, Joe. I know. Listen, I've, seen, like, I've seen enough. I didn't watch a lot of college football this year, but I saw enough of those young Thundercats in the secondary that they would do a better job than what I've seen some grown-ass men on our team do. I'm with you. I just I read that list. Right, There's uh, nine players, I said. I'm only sure one is really good. I'm starting Keeley. If it's me. Keely, I'm gonna start Keely Ringo until he show me he can't play. Yeah, but by then we're three and six. No, I'm saying, <laughs> but this, this, like I said, this offense has to carry today. Has to carry today. Let's talk to. Uh, we got Matt and Potsdam coming up. Before we go, we had a great, great song by Joe Conk this morning. We gotta let you hear it. I think it it sets up nicely as we head to Sirianni and how we're speaking. Matt and Potsdam got an off season plan. What's up, Matt? Hey guys, how's it going? Good, um, Matt. I don't want to spend too much time into some of the stuff about the questions, right? I just want to talk strictly about. Eagles organization with the head coach and what I want to see on either side of the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, first and foremost, the Eagles have won. And when I say Eagles, I mean Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman. They want a head coach. They don't want a head coach that's identified with one side of the ball or the other, right? And that's a problem with Nick because through his press conferences, even back when Shane Steichen was calling, he seemed to make it a point to implement himself as, hey, I helped script the first 15 mm-hmm. plays. When we had the problems with Johnson, he kept, you know, this is my offense. And when you look at something like that, that's why Doug isn't here, because Doug kicked his heels in and wanted to keep play calling. The Eagles want a head coach in the sense of a Mike Tomlin, who Mike Tomlin, from a, from a football standpoint, is a defensive guy, even though he was an offensive star in college, and he started offensively on the ball, but he made his bones as a defensive assistant coach. But when you look at the Steelers, they just see him as a head coach, not as a defensive guy or offensive guy. And I think that's what ultimately what the Eagles want. So that's what Nick Sirianni has to morph himself into, is being above an OC or DC and be the head coach. You have a little bit of, of each side, but you don't have to identify with either. Here's where I'd like to see them go, right? There's three names offense, and then I'll go three names defense. Both of them are from the same team. I'd like to see him offensively go after Zach Robinson or Mike LaFleur out of the Rams. I think both of them are going to be OCs somewhere. I think we really need to get in the ballgame. Ultimately, I think you're going to see Frank Wright get named as head coach slash assistant, mm. assistant head coach slash OC. That's my opinion. On the defense oh. side, on the defensive <laughs> side, we messed up by letting Denard Wilson get out of the building, by firing him and doing what they did. So the first question is, Will they swallow their pride and go back and get him from Baltimore? I don't think so. So I got three names. It's either Wink Martindale, because of his experience and what he brings to the table, Jim Leonard, because of what he has from defensive schemes and the things he could develop, and the other guy that I would love to see here, I think he's a good Philly fit, even though he's not a Philly guy, Al Harris. He would bring the fire to the defensive side. I think he is a tremendous defensive back coach, and he is going to be a D.C. somewhere 
We should get them now. But those are the three names. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.